Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. So welcome to another Warrior Women Project podcast. This is Jane, your Warrior Woman, and I am here today on another interview with the very lovely Louise Cartwright who reached out to me when I was posting about a podcast I did with somebody else and we had a chat and I was just like, yeah, I need to get you on this podcast. I need to share some of this woman's wisdom with the rest of the listeners. So welcome, Louise. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Good. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're about? Sure. So I'm Louise Cartwright. I'm a money mindset mentor for women in business. um, And I'm really passionate about working with other passionate and purpose driven women who want to not just make more money, but they want to make a bigger impact in the world. Um, So really for me, it's all about helping women. My my group is called Women Embracing Wealth. It's about making sure that we can embrace money. We can be rich if we want to be rich. There's no justification, but also that the higher intention of that actually is that as we become more wealthy, particularly women, I feel in, in the world that we're in at the moment, we become more wealthy. We actually impact the world on a much bigger scale than we can probably even comprehend right now. Yeah. Um, energetically for one because as you know to get into that state where we embrace wealth we have to raise our own vibration so it's going to have a knock-on effect across the world but also because ultimately we're going to make a bigger impact if we've got a bigger income um so for whatever your purpose is whether you're driven to help the homeless or the people that need education or you know free women or whatever it is we are going to help so many more people if we've got the money in the bank account to back that up so that's what i'm really crazy passionate about yeah, it's, what do you say to like money can have uh, can make some people feel a bit dirty and a bit icky mm-hmm. and uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. How do you get women around that? I think the first thing is, is, you know, um, from my own, I'll just backtrack a little bit. From my own money story, you know, I didn't even know there was a thing called money stories or money blocks. I didn't know they existed. So when I set my first business up and I couldn't ask people for money and I couldn't set my prices and you know, all those horrible things that come with running in your own business. Um, I just thought it was me. That was my default behavior. Oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not supposed to be a woman in business. I'm not good enough. And it was only really that I'm incredibly stubborn that I thought I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to have to work this out. And then just, you know, lots of serendipitous, serendipitous events led me to understand these money blocks were. So when it comes to sort of feeling like dirty, icky, greedy, whatever that thing is around money, I think it's important for people to understand that money blocks are never, ever about the money. Mm. That is just a physical manifestation the way you're feeling of your perception of money and how that pertains to you. So it can be as simple as you once picked up money from the street and went to put it in your mouth and one of your parents said, don't put that in your mouth, it's dirty. It could be, that could have been the, the, the first part. Mm. It could be that, you know, you've, you've had a lot of money but you sacrificed something else and now you're feeling guilty about that mm. so you've put the emphasis onto money. There are so many reasons why, why it comes to that but ultimately, my belief is when we come to a space of complete and utter self-love and acceptance, And we see money for what it is, which is a modality for us to make immense change in our lives and in the world, then we can let all that crap go. Because when we're holding on to that, whether we like it or not, it's actually an excuse not to move forward. Yeah. 
and it, and, it, and it holds you in a space of, it may feel comfortable to you in the fact that it's safe, but it's certainly not a growth orientated space. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so my, my big thing is just saying to people, you know, if you're willing to understand that th this is just about a belief that you have about money, and you're deserving of it or the availability of it for you or the judgment that you think you're going to get if you have it or the fact that people might come and borrow, want to borrow money from you and you feel really uncomfortable with that. You just go in and you unearth all that and then you realise that in any moment we can change your belief by making a new decision. Yeah. The hard part is really just making sure that we put actions in place that cement that new belief in. Otherwise, yeah. we'll go back to what we normally what we normally know. But it's a really common belief that... Um, that there's this, ugh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I certainly don't want to tell people that I want to earn six or seven figures or that I want to buy Louboutin shoes or drive a Maserati. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell certain people that, but the rest of my friends and family, I'll say, no, I'm just happy where I am. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found it really interesting when I started to do some work on myself was what was the money story. And when I was growing up, my mum is very much of a, like a poverty mindset she's always terrified that what if there's not, not enough money so when we grew, grew up there was like it was the white label white label biscuits you got a chocolate biscuit on a friday because that was a treat because we had to save and we could we went to caravan parks on holiday and there was always this element of a, we have to watch our money and my dad worked really really hard and he would sometimes be out till two, two or three in the morning working 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 to make sure that there was enough money coming in and that's what i saw as a child so in my head as I was growing up it's like you have to work really long hours you have to work really really hard to just have enough to get by mm -hmm. we are that's not the case no and and I think and I you know I don't know how old you are I'm guessing we're kind of not that far apart in age and I think it was very much <laughs> oh they're close enough I'm a little bit older than you 43 um so you haven't tipped the scales yet trust me it's, it's an amazing thing um but I think absolutely that, that what we hear from our parents but but let me give you a bit of a, um, you know, a different perception on that. So I think I said to you before, I'm one of five children. And my other brothers and sisters are 10, 12 and 14 years older than me and my twin sister. Now, we were brought up by the same parents. But as you may know, if you have a child, you know, and then 10 years later, you have two more, you are not the same person 10 years later. Yes. So, you know, and interestingly, what happened was out of the, out of the five children, um, I was the only one that made a complete hash of making any money. So, you know, I've been on benefits. My, my, my best job was as an office worker. You know, I worked in petrol stations, supermarkets. I've got a job in an office at sort of eight pounds an hour. And I kind of didn't believe that there's anything else. I thought that was just my lot. You know, I'd left school. Yeah. I went traveling when everyone went to university. I didn't know that there were, that you created. I just thought it just was. Mm -hmm. my, both of my brothers are very, very wealthy. Um, so again, it depends on, you know, how your brain takes in that information and the meaning that you give it. Yeah. So you could have, and me and my twin sister are incredibly different and we were brought up at the same time with yeah. the same parents. Um, and I, that, that really, really fascinates me. But like you, my dad, oh, if I've heard this story once, I've heard it a thousand times, you know, when you and your, your sister came along, cause my mum was only expecting one child and two popped out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to work seven days a week. I had three jobs. You know, your mum had to yeah. go without food and da, da, da. And you're like, oh, my God. So my learned behaviour was, as, as that sort of went on, that love and family were absolutely first. Money was there if you were lucky. Yeah. You couldn't have both. Yeah. 
Um, and that's quite a powerful belief to have. You can have one or the other. Whereas yeah. now what I teach is you can absolutely have it all. Mm. Totally. So what, te- what tipped you over to see this in a different light and to change your mindset? What happened for you? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know that there's anything consciously. Um, I kind of almost hit a nervous breakdown in 2015 mm-hmm. when I was running my other business. And bearing in mind, I'd gone from earning £700 a month, working 80 hours a month. Um, and suddenly I found myself earning anywhere between three and a half and £5,000 a month as a personal trainer with my own studio, with staff. And I was miserable. <laughs> and I was drinking a lot because I was like, I don't like this, makes me feel uncomfortable and, and all those kind of things. And in order for me not, and because I've suffered with depression before, I was really, really conscious of the fact that these feelings were creeping back. And I think I was just even... So um, thankfully, there was a lovely angel in one of the groups that I was in and she reached out and she started coaching me. And it was really only at that point that I realized that I was always making decisions about what I chose to believe. And it was a slow process to start with. And it was literally in the, for three months, I literally, all I could do was say to myself, this, this, this belief isn't real. This belief isn't real. This belief isn't real. It, I used to just say it over and over again. Um, quite often there's a lot of F's and Jeff's in there about, you know, you can, you can F off now belief because you don't belong to me. You're just sort of coming <laughs> through me. Um, yeah. And, and, and that was quite a slow process. And then at the end of 2016, I did my NLP and timeline therapy coaching. Yeah. And I'm a great believer as well in sort of spiritual intervention, angelic intervention and everything. And I just believe that almost I was, moved from one space to another because I was so ready and open and willing to find a different way. Yeah. Um, and over the course of 2017, it was literally like, I always use the analogy of like, it's a very somewhat painful, but delicious striptease at the same time where you just peel off all those layers that don't belong to you and suddenly go, Oh my God, that's what I am. <laughs> that's how good this can feel. Um, and, and I stopped, talking so much about fitness and health which is still a really important aspect for me particularly for my for my mental health um and was seeing so many women in business who were beating themselves up for not making enough money for wanting to put others before themselves all of those kind of things so they were working really long hours and totally undercharging so in, in effect they were they were under earning but for a lot of hours and a lot of emotional stress um and I just started getting a bit of fire. I, I, this, it kind of lit a fire in my belly. Um, and, and it was literally just, again, just lots of serendipitous moments. And I thought, and I just, I, I started talking about it and I thought, this is what, this is what I need to talk about. Yeah. Um, and and, it, and it, like we've just talked about before we came on, it is still a continual practice. It is still making sure that I'm holding on to the beliefs that, that work and yeah. anything that makes me feel this is yucky, I, this is too hard, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, they're, all, they're all thoughts that don't belong to me. They're just here to kind of test me, to, see, to, you know, to check my resolve, I think. Yeah, um, yeah so I think it's more of a, of a decision that you're not willing to accept anything that makes you unhappy. Yeah. So do you just coach yourself then, or do you have, uh, do you have a coach yourself that you can go to that helps you? Oh, right, no, yeah, so... I, um, in the first instance, everything was, so the, the lady that coached me through 2015, um, she just did it, you know, she did it for free for me and it was, yeah. it was just such a gift. And then through 2016, 17, it was all about me. So I had a few business kind of like group coaching things. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I am is I'm very self-motivated. Yeah. 
Yep. So um, if some if if I read somewhere that you know reading for 10, 15 minutes a day was going to help me, I would do it. Yep. And there are a few pivotal. I mean, a book that completely changed things for me was The Slight Edge mm-hmm. by Jeff Olson. Okay. Um, that was that was a massive game changer for me. Um, and I'm trying to think of a couple of other ones. And then I sort of got into the Miracle Morning. I started doing things like that. And I just I just started to create. I mean, I do have a coach now. Um, yep. But but really, she 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 does strategy with me, yeah. Um, because I do my mindset is just something that I take very very seriously. Yeah. So and if the mindset starts to slip, I can see it immediately in the in the way that I show up every day. So my coach will go, uh, "Hello." I mean, I won't. Uh, she I reached out to her on a, on a thing. I just said to you, the full moon really got me by the short and curlies this month. Yeah. And um, I reached out to my coach and said, "Oh my god, I don't know what's going on, but I feel crap." And, uh, you know, she sent me a message back. She's, she's uh, clairvoyant and, and spiritual and all that. And uh, she just said, all you'll need you to do for the rest of the day is just repeat this mantra over and over again. I am effing awesome. I am effing awesome. I, and, and it worked. It just shifted the energy. Yeah. Because, you know, what we just said before, what you seek, you see. Yeah. So if your internal language is saying, I don't have enough time, I'm not good enough, this is hard, da, 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 you will continuously see proof of that showing up over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's as much as some people totally embrace the law of attraction, other people are completely repelled by it. But there is still there is something there that your internal frequency is going to affect everything around you. So how do you, if you find or if you have somebody who feels like they're stuck in that negative place that I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. Um, how do you help them twist that around to get to raise their frequency? I think, I mean, I, I talk to clients a lot about anchors. So, I mean, of course, you've got things like NLP and timeline therapy where you can dig in and find out where that's come from yeah. and, and remove it on, on a subconscious level. So that's really powerful. But I always will work with clients and say, right, we can remove this stuff. But like I said before, we have to cement in new action. So it, it, it basically, it's about, it's about becoming, um, it's about, not living habitually anymore. It's about the fact that most people, I think that the statistic is 95% of our thoughts are repetitive and 80% of those are negative. Yeah. Now that's a really scary stat. So the first point is it's nothing magic. It's about, right, let's start looking at what are the thoughts that are coming into your life day after day after day, because those thoughts create a picture in your head and that picture creates your internal language like the things you're saying to yourself over and over again and that language to determine the actions that you take yeah so i would say to them where are you prepared to what we call pattern interrupt that which one of those stages because if you want you can pattern interrupt all of those stages yeah but if it was very early days and you wanted to um and you want to work backwards you could start with the action so if you would normally i'm going to just Brandon, if you normally get up in the morning and you're putting your makeup on and you're repeating to yourself over and over again, oh my God, look at the state of me, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. We could work on that, on that space there. But it's just about becoming conscious of I'm creating in every decision of the things that I do or not do. Yeah. Then you can do things like anchoring yourself into a positive state. So you can ask them to remember a time when they did feel good or they did feel positive or even if they just felt um, po- um, optimistic. Yeah. or joyful and that could be the day their child was born or the day they got married or I don't know um, the day they finished school yeah because if you are chasing an emotion it means that somewhere in the past you have felt it before 
even if you can't consciously remember it. So once you've got them to, to kind of almost rehearse that, that emotion, you can get them to anchor it into a power pose, right? So you could stand up Wonder Woman and just think, I feel like this, I feel like this. Um, I think music is hugely powerful. Yeah, so massive. you could get, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, my own thing is once I've worked, I mean, working out for me is a massive power, power anchor because I'm like saying things like, oh my God, Louise, you're amazing. And, um, you know, <laughs> Look at those biceps, and, you know, and, I, and I anchor into that. And then immediately after that, I've got my, my own power track, and I do five minutes kind of like yoga moves, you know, downward dog and, and salutations. And as I'm doing that, I'm just, I'm re, because I'm rehearsing it now, I don't even need to get into the emotion because the music brings that emotion out. Yeah. It's just giving them tiny little action steps that they can take to number one break the habit of, of their habitual living so that they are not existing they're creating an actual life yeah. and the second thing is okay so what makes you feel like what can what can change your state instantly is it looking at a picture of your children is there a smell right mm, so yeah. you know maybe you can, maybe there's an essential oil or a herb or a flower that lifts your spirits is there a song do you just need to tell somebody that you love them today just constantly changing that 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 loop that's yeah. on replay and the more you do that and the more you give yourself that that chance you actually you physically rewire your brain yeah and then it's much harder to go back because you're not on that automatic loop yeah and the whole thing just fascinates me because it has the ability to change somebody's life completely yeah and they know now from the neuroscience that the you can thicken the parts of the brain for positivity like when you do gratitude and meditation and things like that, the, the science is shown from the, the MRI scans of the brain that those signals then create those pathways. So basically you're yep. creating that flow as the go-to flow rather than the negative the negative one. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think it's... I think the, 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 the downside, and I can see what a lot of people are saying when they're talking about, oh, well, if you felt as shit as me, sorry about the language, um, you know, you'd know how hard <laughs> I swear it is. all the time on this podcast. You <laughs> do not need to mind your language. <laughs> um, but I think because I have suffered with, you know, quite severe depression when I had my children and a couple of years after that, I do know what it's like to be in that dark space and feel like there is no way out. Yeah. And, you know, and, and feel like, would someone just come and make this better? I, so I, I kind of get it. And, and I'm not saying that if I knew then that what I know now that I would have put it into action. Yeah. Um, but I do know now that when that darkness starts to creep up, I've stopped doing something. I've probably not been working out as much. I might have let my food slip. I might have had too much wine. I might have been comparing myself on Facebook. You know, all those things, they, they kind of lower your energy. And I think... The problem is, is you'll know that if we start to repeat an affirmation, if you think, as an example, if you think you're useless and you say, I'm a powerful warrior, right? Your brain's going to go, uh -uh, you know, that's a complete lie. Yeah. And so you're still there in front of the mirror and you're repeating this word. And to be honest, your brain's probably going to just keep slapping you with it and say, that's, that, you know, that's not true. Yeah. So sometimes in the first instance, it's just about recognizing you're making a forward movement oh my goodness, I'm stood here today and I'm deciding that I'm better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And your brain goes, that is true, right? So it's, it, it's working on, on what's right for you. And that's why I like the anchors so much because um, anchoring is, a, is such a powerful technique. Um, I do it quite a lot in my group. It's just, you know, you know one-off you know, group session. And bearing in mind, these people are all over the world and I'm not actually physically connected to them, but energetically I am. And I can feel the shift in people. Yeah. If that can happen across the world like that with just my intention that I know that you can create a shift, yeah. 
yeah. then that just goes to show how magic we all are. Yeah. The fact that in a decision we make an, we, we make a shift. Um, but you've got to want it. You've got to you've got to be prepared to do the work because no nobody can do it for you. Yeah. If you're if you're doing it because somebody else has told you to do it, it's not yeah. going to work. It has to be that deep from within you. I've right, I've had enough. I need to make a change. And absolutely taking the baby steps that are right for you so that you don't feel overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the, going back to my personal training days, I mean, that's a classic example to use because people would come along and go, can you help me? Of course I can help you. Like I can teach you how to work out safely and effectively. I can teach you how to eat metabolically so that you can, you know, enhance your, your um, metabolism, yada, yada, yada. Um, but you know what I can't do? I can't work out for you at home. I can't stop you putting shit food in your mouth i can't stop you from self-sabotage da, da, da. and what i also can't what i can do though is tell you that a body size won't make you happy mm. because yeah. it my i've been everywhere from a size 8 to a size 18 mm. in my life and you know i've i'm happier slap bang in the middle um when i was really thin when i thought i'd be really really happy i was probably the most miserable i've ever been yeah um so and again you have to you have to want it enough um, to do the work and and the way that I used to as I started closing my, my fitness business down because I just I just didn't love it what I used to say to them was you're not a fat person trying to get thin you already are a lean healthy happy slim person it's just that your behaviors don't match yeah. so we it's about really not believing that we're going to become somebody we already are them we yeah. just need to match our actions with the truth that's inside and it's it, that can be a difficult concept to take on yeah yeah it can be because people just don't realize that their actions are creating that negative effect mm -hmm. or even when they do until they know why it is that they're doing it they don't know how to change it yeah. it's always digging yeah. down to your why Exactly. I mean, and, and ultimately, we all, that most of us know that there's a, there's certainly an element of discomfort, right? So I absolutely love cheese and red wine, yeah. but my waistline doesn't. And as I'm getting older, nor does my head. So I have to be much more mindful. And also, actually, if I've been drinking wine, um, especially over a couple of days over the weekend, I can feel my mental health start to decline. It just it just sets me off. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to cheese and wine, I, I will admit I have very little willpower. But because I recognised I needed to do something, you know, I went and joined a club that will that I've got to be more um, uh, accountable to what goes in my mouth, so that I can start to make that change because it's really important to me. It's important yeah. for me to be my best self. So we've probably all got one area that we're really good at and one area that we're not, you know, that we're not so good at. Yeah. Um, and th th that whether th whether it's a fear that you're going to lose something because that's obviously a big fear, whether it's a fear that actually, uh, or, or maybe you, maybe the bottom line is you just don't want to put the effort in, which means you don't want it in us. Yeah. Or maybe you're scared that, you know, someone's going to judge you, or maybe you're scared that you're not going to, someone's not going to like you or all of those things. But I guess at the very bottom line, you could say they're all still excuses to not make a change. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you say that to somebody, it can be really, really powerful because as much as they think it's a valid, a valid validation, they don't necessarily know until you've pointed it out that actually that's just another excuse to yeah. not go to the next level. 
Yeah, particularly when you recognise the behaviour. So if you haven't recognised the behaviour and somebody else pull, you know, highlights it to you. So I'll confess, this is one thing I find quite difficult. Um, I've got an amazing bullshit filter. And I can feel what people are not saying. Mm. And sometimes I think I can't, I don't know, you know, part of me, fit, my coaching side says I really should bring this out to the table, but my more of my spiritual side said it's up to them to start actually realizing that they're talking bullshit to keep themselves from where they are. Um, and, and, you know, th that conversation can be hard. I'm reading a, an amazing book at the moment and it talks about the fact that we should listen from a space of not knowing. And I found yeah. that very, very interesting because um, if we didn't know what we knew as a coach or whatever you want to call yourself, a mentor or whatever, um, then would we be reacting differently? And would our energy shift allow for somebody to kind of make their own realisation that, you know what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the why is. Yeah. The, the point is I recognise now that my results have come from me doing this or not doing this. And if I want something different, the actions have to change. Yeah. Um, and actually, my, when I set my intentions for the, for the start of this year, I said I was going to encourage my clients to worry less about the why in terms of, oh, you know, why do I have this damaging behavior? What am I scared of? Da, 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 and go, I see it. It's not serving me. What's the polar opposite of that? Okay, cool. Because that's, that's nice where the change think. happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to think of it because if people get, yeah, because I suppose if you're getting caught up in the why, then that's just another excuse. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a book called, um, have you read it, called The War of Art? Yes. And have you read it? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and again, and I, and I did laugh at this because um, you'll see it on Facebook, you know, the, the Mercury retrograde will happen and people go, oh my God, I've got to go to bed for two weeks. I've got such a headache. Da, 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 da. I'm just hiding away. Well, I'm not quite sure how often this retrograde happens, but you could spend half your life in bed suffering with the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Um, and like I said with you, the full moon did get me this year, uh, this month, but I, I still don't stop. I just don't do things as well as I would normally do. Yeah. So any, and, and it says people will say, oh, I need time to heal or I need this or I need that. And it's like, you know what? It's just another excuse. If that's not working, you, you, maybe you need to put in more downtime. Maybe you need to work less hours in a day, but yeah. you can still keep moving forward. And it is it, literally bringing every minute of every day into, a, into your conscious awareness rather than what most people will do is just, they'll just go through the day and the only thoughts that they really give any attention to are the ones that make them feel really crap yeah <laughs> and that's really draining <laughs> yeah i think i don't think people always realize how much their, like how much energy their thought processes actually mm -hmm. actually go through especially when it's negative stuff like if you've been through a turbulent time like cause i remember when i was going through my divorce like just feeling drained and exhausted all the time because i was yeah. just dealing with this negative 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 but as soon as you start dealing with the positive stuff, you have energy, you have lightness in your body. Everything feels so, so much better. And, and I mean, one of my big, uh, the, the, one of the guys that I follow, Brendan Burchard, I just like, I love everything that he does. And, and if you ever watch him, he's always buzzing with energy. Um, he's got a great presence on stage. You know, I just love all of his stuff. And he talks about, you know, we are, we're, we're, we're like a power plant. So we're constantly creating energy. Mm. Yeah. Not just through our food and obviously drinking enough water and moving and all that kind of stuff, but actually through our thought processes. Um, 
and this, this book that I'm reading about quantum thinking it is, is very much about, you know, being mindful of, they call it um, that we are in like a participatory universe. So we're almost creating, but we are the creation at the same time. So as we move through, so if you're, I kind of say to people, it's like you're deciding who you're carrying with you. Yeah. So you're walking out in the snow, which you probably get a lot more up there than we do down here. <laughs> and, uh, and you've got a nice little sled and you can, you can have that empty sledge with whatever you want on it, or you can be carrying everybody else's crap. But again, yeah. it becomes an excuse. I've got to do this for that person. I've got to react to every email that comes straight in. I've got to react to every, and of course, social media now, ping, and you, you answer it. Yeah. We're completely distracted, completely unfocused. Yeah. Um, and another game-changing book that I read was called Emergence by a guy called Derek Rydell. And um, the first thing was, oh, my God, this guy's a seven-figure coach, and he's just written a book on what I teach. Bastard. <laughs> I must get that book out. <laughs> and the next thing was, it just hit me on such a fundamental level to say that, you know, he said, um, it was just that reminder that just as the, the oak tree is within the acorn, the most magnificent and fullest expression of yourself is already in you. Yep. So if we can stop looking for reasons why we can't and, and say, these are the reasons why I can, and we can start searching for people that have had magnificent success, uh, wealth, happiness, and all that. And maybe if you want to look for them that have come from nothing, there's plenty of them to find, you know, yeah. to read about. Then actually... <laughs> Yeah, everyone's, yeah, then actually you've got to run and say to yourself, you know what, I'm choosing to stay here. And, and Brennan Burchard calls it the mediocre life. Yeah. Um, I'm not here to say what mediocre is to anybody, but, um, but I know for a fact there's a lot of people out there that want more, but yeah. will say, yeah. I'm just happy where I am. Mm. No, you're not. You're, you're probably just safe. You just probably feel safe and comfortable because we don't know what's on the other side. But it was, that, that, again, that's, that, that's an amazing book. But I do honestly believe that we've got, this amazing creation inside of you and it doesn't matter whether you it doesn't matter whether you're the you're the best earth mother ever if that's your if that's your dream and your vision but don't do it half-assed go go all out yes. whether you want to own a, you know a corporation or whether you want to I don't know be the next mother Teresa it doesn't matter everybody's got a way to express themselves in their best form yes. and with that comes you know boundless energy because you're just in that alignment and in that zone yeah, definitely. And I think people will get so caught up looking at social media and looking at other people's lives and thinking that's what my life should be like, even though that's yeah. maybe not their dream that they're following. So I had somebody contact me yesterday and they were like, oh, who do you follow um, for like meditation and motivation for that sort of stuff? And I was like, I'll need to look through my, who I follow on Instagram because I don't, I can't, nobody's coming to mind. And when I was looking through, I was like, there's nobody there because see if I need to get meditation and that kind of motivation, the one thing I do is switch social media off. But that was something yeah. I had to learn just in the last two years, maybe that it was like when I feel down, the worst thing you can do is go onto social media and look at that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It is a soul sucker. I mean, you yeah. can be having the best week ever and go, I am a legend. I am powerful. I am abundant. And you go on social media and you think I'm a crock of shit. <laughs> uh, my branding shit and my, my income shit and my messages shit and, and 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 it you know and then some of somebody like my husband who doesn't do social media and he'll come home and, it, and he'll say why and he'll go I don't I don't get it he, just, he totally doesn't get it and yeah. you know consciously that you will only see what people want you to see yeah. but equally so when you understand that you are 
making it fit for you. So even if you were feeling really great, there would have been a nagging doubt somewhere that, you, that, that you've not brought into conscious awareness that has had you in that vibration so that you see something to completely trigger you. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'd see a feed full of people that are doing way worse than you and you'd feel great. <laughs> <laughs> or you'd just go, oh, there's my friends. Oh, those are nice plants. Oh, that looks like nice food. And you wouldn't have that emotional connection to it. But images, like you were saying earlier, images, music, smell, and everything has such a powerful, powerful impact yeah. on you. Because I have, over the last couple of years, changed the type of people that I follow. So I follow my friends. I follow people that have pretty pictures that I go, oh, that's really nice, but I'm not. Com it's not a comparison to what I do. So I yeah. tend not to follow other people that are in the same kind of business as me because yeah. all the time you're going, oh, shit, they're doing that. Should I be doing that? Oh, my God, yeah. theirs is better or whatever. So it's like... Oh. And it's and it's really interesting, again, I mean, going back to that, you're seeing what you're seeking. I mean, a little while ago, I put myself in that whole comparison mode thing again. I'm like, oh, God, I'm just not moving quick enough, yada, yada, yada. And two or three people came into my awareness that, that, that I knew of, that I had perceived were at a higher level than me, in whatever way you wanted to take that. And actually, when something happened where I'd, I'd spoken to each of them or uh, something else had come into my awareness about each of them, and actually, it, it was totally not the way that I perceived it. Um, and I remember doing some shadow work with myself. Uh, I read um, uh, Dark Side of the Light Chasers mm, by yeah. Debbie Ford. Mm. Love that book. And I was doing the bus, expert, the bus uh, exercise. Mm. And I met Jez, uh, Jazz Jealousy, he was called. <laughs> and uh, he, was, he took the, the form of um, Jim Carrey in the mask. So he was all bendy and he was green and he was like doing, right in my face. And I, I said to him, you know, what are you here to teach me? I, you know, because we associate jealousy with being, you know, a bad emotion or whatever. Yeah. And he just said, like, you need to start using the jealousy as a guidepost towards what you really want. Yes. Because if you're jealous of it, you want it. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. If you had no trigger, you wouldn't probably even know that that was something you was aiming for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it really is about understanding that whole yin and yang, that, you know, you're not whole and yes, you've got all those other parts of you because they're all there for your highest good all yeah. of the time. Um, and, yeah, I, I just found that a really valuable lesson. But I, I totally agree. I think you have to be very mindful how you use social media mm -hmm. and uh, stay in your lane because you have got no idea what's happening. And if it is something that triggers you, rather than deciding that it's because you're not good enough, you know, you can ask yourself, well, first of all, I'm only seeing visually. I have no concept of what's going on behind this vision that I see. Yeah. You know, and also if it's something I want, how do I move myself towards that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely using jealousy as a motivation is very very powerful yeah something that i i learned a couple of years ago when i was reading and i think it might have been in that debbie ford book can't remember where, where it was that I, that I saw it but somebody had said you know use that jealousy as a well what is it that they've got that i don't have that i want and how can i then move myself towards that one thing because yeah. it's usually only one tiny factor in the bigger picture that you're looking at that yeah that yeah go, oh and then it's kind of actually unrelated to what it is you actually want in your yeah, own vision exactly and it could be you know it, it can be like it's something that you so you, you've seen this picture but you've attached some kind of emotion to that yeah. So maybe you see them and you think they're doing so much better off financially than you. What you're really craving could be 
the um, the the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the um, the level of impact they've got. So maybe they've got a gazillion followers, and you want to have that. You want people to look up to you, or maybe what you're so looking at is they've got all this money. They must feel so free, or they must feel so secure. So you can ask yourself, what is it? When I see that, what particularly is it that I'm that I'm missing? Yeah, because we do have. When it comes to money, obviously, because that's what I love to talk about. Um, you know, people's motivations for money are very different. But certainly, for a lot of the women that I come into contact with, there's this belief that money offers you freedom, or money offers you security. Yeah. Um, but we all know as well that that you know that can be a lie in itself. That's why a lot of people stay in a job because they see it as secure. But you could lose your job tomorrow, and then yes. what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is. It's really about. You know, I, I think for me, it's, it's just making sure that you don't take something as an absolute. I just wrote a blog on that last night. Um, you know, just because you can see it and hear it and maybe feel it, is that an absolute? Is that a truth? Well, you can't call it a truth because the way that you see it will be different to the way that I see it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so therefore, everything is kind of always moving and it'll take the form that you want it to take based on what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's definition of what security is and what freedom is, like these kind of values, everybody's definition of them is different. So if you say, I want security from something, you have to define what security means to you. Absolutely. So that you know that when you've got it, you can see it and you can feel it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because um, the, the lady that, that is my coach, she's got a group and she, it's called Success Redefined. And it's really aimed at mums who want to work and travel. So for the past two years, her and her husband, they left the States two years ago, and her and her husband, every couple of months, they get another Airbnb, and they up sticks, and they move to a different part of, they've been doing a lot of Europe, so they've done Albania, they were in Sarajevo, and now they're in Montenegro, they've got these two little boys, and you know what, I was like, oh my God, I've never, because I'm petrified of flying, um, I've never wanted to do that, but now I see all these pictures, I so freaking want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it's that, and again, what, what makes me feel like, oh, it's that, it's, it's seeing different things and that freedom of, I'm not attached to anything physical. Yep. She's got the people that she loves and love is my highest value. Yep. She's got the people that she loves. She loves food and I love food. Um, you're going to travel all over the world and drink amazing world wines. Um, and she gets to work with amazing women in business. Mm -hmm. who are also doing that same thing. And I was like, oh my God, that was never even in my awareness. But now that it is, it's a really interesting concept yeah. for me to think, okay, right now I wouldn't be able to do that because I'm just about to move and buy another business. Um, but how can I bring that element of freedom in to the, the, the life that I have right here, right now? Yeah. And that's the key. You bring it into your life now and you get more of it. Yeah. So, so for me... No, yeah. on you go, on you go. Yeah, so, so it's about, you know, and it was interesting, I treat, I say treated in inverted commas for those that can't see me, um, I treated myself to watching an episode of Neighbours yesterday. Um, I've not seen that for years. <laughs> I know, and then there was a German that was in it when I used to watch it when I was at school and I thought, God, she looks really old. Anyway, <laughs> and there was a scene where uh, she was actually sat outside and, uh, with, this, with this other guy and they were having lunch and the sun was shining and there was all these beautiful trees behind them and you could hear the birds singing. They had a glass of bubbles and I felt that scene like, oh, I need that. So for me, that's freedom. I'm going to up six. I'm going to go take myself to a pub or to a cafe or a bistro, get myself a bottle of bubbles and even just read a book or even work there. That, that is yeah. my 
because I can lift my laptop up and take it anywhere, why do I spend most of my time sat at my desk? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so I think, yeah, it's definitely about you, you look at what you want, you bring that into your life in any way you can now, and you yeah. watch as more of it comes to you. Yeah, because what I was going to say was when you're seeing those people in the different countries and different cultures, it's easy to do here. Like you can yeah. go to a restaurant from a different culture and experience that with the waiting staff and the food and you don't actually have to go to that other country. If you can get there, amazing. But if you can't, cook that meal. Go yeah. to a restaurant that will feed you that. Just immerse yourself in it. Watch a film from a foreign film or yeah. do anything that just changes that. It's like that pattern interrupt again. Mm -hmm. It's just your mundane watching if you're watching all the soaps every day watch something yeah. different or don't yeah. watch tv and read a book like change yeah. the experience it's... you have and that is it what you just said there change the experience that you have you can't you know yeah. it's not about waiting for outside circumstances to change it's about you changing the perception you changing the experience and watch as that kind of like snowballs over and over and over and over again yeah um you know we we are lucky to live i mean i think didn't scotland get voted one of the most beautiful countries in the world last year i believe it did yes <laughs> not that you're going to brag about that um, but no, seriously, when you got there, actually a friend of mine is moving from here to Scotland in, in next month um, because you get that sense of almost when you're sort of driving through, and you've got all the mountains around you, that sense of um, greatness that, that, that is there. And yeah. the scenery up there is, you know, so you haven't even got to travel a gazillion miles away yeah. to experience that sense of freedom. And, and, you know, and when it comes to, you know, like abundance, I remember someone saying to me before, that the abundance could be the difference between making yourself, uh, I, I won't use a product, but like dried coffee or yeah. putting your Italian thingamajiggy on the hob yeah. and smelling it as the coffee cooks. You mm -hmm. know? And I was like, that's so true. We miss all these opportunities to feel free and abundant and joyful and optimistic and expansive every minute of the day. And when we do that and we bring that to the table, and I think particularly like for the likes of you and I that can share this kind of stuff on Facebook, People feel that and they go, oh, that's possible for me as well. And yep. you go, yes, <laughs> it's absolutely possible for you. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I keep coming back to, you know, I know what it's like to have no money. I was 50,000 pounds worth in debt. Mm. I was on benefits, you know, I was fat. I was depressed, da da da, da. And I'm, I'm not where I want to be yet. And I don't think we ever get to that space because there's always something else that you want to achieve. Yeah. But I'm a million miles away from that woman. And I don't even recognize her. And, you know, I, I just think we hear it all the time, don't we? If I can do it, you can do it. And we go, oh, yeah, it's all right for you because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, you're earning seven figures. You're a film star. But actually, they're still normal people. But we're choosing to say it's all right for them because we don't yeah. want to realize that we have to take the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just taking that first step on the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you won't get to that. You won't be a movie star if you're sitting in your house not taking acting classes. It's taking yeah. those little tiny steps each time to move you in that direction. And you might never get there. But if you yeah. don't take any of the steps, you're sure as hell never going to get there. Absolutely. And I, and I think what's important for, for, for women like us in sharing our message is that there seems to be like an awful lot of sort of hustle energy. You've excuse me, you've got to, what, 24-7, you've got to go, you know, you've got to go above and beyond. Yeah. And 
I agree with that in, in some respects. There's going to be times, particularly, say, for instance, when you're first starting your business and you're building your tri oh, tribe, I hate that word, you're building your community. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm working with a PR coach to get more, you know, get myself out in the arena a little bit more. It, it's, it is a dedication to how much do I want this? Like, I don't get up every morning and go, yes, I can't wait to work out, right? But I go, if I don't work out, I'm going to feel like shit. So I put my earphones on and the minute that first song comes on, I'm anchored straight away into, ooh, this feels really good. And then I can eat a load of breakfast. So that makes me even more happy. Um, but it, it is that whole thing like we can, I think the women are here to bring a different energy in to mm. say, let's make sure everything starts on the inside. So we bring an intention of expansion and joy and positivity to everything we do, to every conversation we have, to every uh, a piece of social media that we use to the way that we talk to our children make the intention make it real like don't just do something without thinking about how you're going to show up in that in that space yeah um and i think it's about so that we're moving away from strategy like people can buy strategy until it's you know i don't know coming out of their bum but if <laughs> if if it's coming from an energy of i just need someone to fix me i just need someone to show you the way i just need da 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 it's probably never going to work or certainly never be sustainable. Yeah. But when I went to my coach that I signed up with last month, I said to her, look, 99% of the time my mindset's set. I don't need having the mindset, but I'm God, I'm desperate for some strategy because I am yeah. so far up in the fairies most of the time. <laughs> um, so she really compliments me, but I recognized a, there was a complete difference when I've invested in her. So what I've invested in, in the past before I've, I've invested out of desperation Mm -hmm. and, and desperately seeking an answer, thinking it was outside of myself. Yeah. But the minute you know it's within you, you'll buy out of a decision that I know this person can help me. Yeah. So the women that come to work with you, what is it that they are, like, what are they coming and asking you for? Basically, it's, you know, they recognise, most of them recognise that their, their mindset, their language is really working against them when it, when it, when they, it comes to making money. Yeah. So a lot of them will say, I know I undercharge or I know I've got no boundaries or um, there'll be a lot of, you know, this, this is too difficult and I don't see how this can be any different. And it's all about bringing back to foundations, like back, back to the beginning. And it's, it can be a complete challenge, you know, with, with kids. Have you ever tried to, tried to get your kids away from the sweet aisle or something and they're kicking and screaming and you're dragging them along the supermarket floor? <laughs> Well, some people react like that because they're like, I don't want you to tell me that I've got to meditate in the morning and I've got to anchor myself into my power pose and I've got to put my fucking song on. I just need to take more money. And I'm going, well, you know, if you want somebody just to tell you how to do a sales pitch, I'm not your lady. Yeah. If you want someone to teach you how to create a program, I'm not your lady. Well, I'm quite, I'm quite good at that, actually. But it's really about they're coming in and they know they're stuck. Yeah. They know that they're making it harder for themselves. They know that they're frequently struggling with um, a love-hate relationship with money. Mm -hmm. They often don't feel empowered around money or they'll earn it and then they, as quick as they're earning it, they're spending it. Yeah. Um, they're really good at helping other people with ideas and making money, but they can't do it for themselves. Yeah. Ultimately as well, I mean, I think I said to you, I, I do the sacred money archetype coaching. And yeah. um, what I love about that is that it just kind of tells you that every one of the archetypes is functioning from a limiting belief about how, much, how worthy they are. Yeah. So your ruler archetype kind of constantly moves the money target because actually their, 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 their hidden belief is if I earn more money, I'll feel better about myself. 
and other people will feel better about me. Uh, you know, the, the, the um, celebrity is often driven by perhaps not having as much unconditional love from people that were important to them when they were younger. So the celebrity, they want to be seen. Yeah. They just want to be seen. They want to feel that empty space that's inside of them. So, um, and, and how, the, how the archetypes show up could be anything from, you know, like I say, like the nurturer, over-delivering, undercharging, yeah. um, you know, the, the alchemist kind of functions from this space of never really truly believing that they can make money on their own. Yeah. Like they kind of find themselves, they'll either have another job or they'll have a partner that always supports them. So they'll never perhaps go all the way out. So it's, it's recognized that the ladies that I love to work with are the ones that they, they kind of know deep down they've got this fire in their belly. This isn't just, they know that it's not just about their business, but they may not know what else, why they keep driving towards it. Yeah. But, and what they know is they can't carry on. They can't carry on like this because they're doing too many hours with not enough money. It's probably impacting their family or their health yeah. and they are so ready to do something different. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it's not an easy thing to sell because there is a, there is a, a, a perception that I can go and buy a sales pitch or I can go and buy, um, you know, seven steps to a million pounds or I can go and buy this so I can just do that. But if you can't have an honest, if you can't get in front of a client and, and with your heart believe that you can offer them a service and own what you're charging them, you can, again, the strategy is as useless as a chocolate teapot. Yeah, yeah. So they'll probably go and buy those strategies and those sales pages and then still not be making the money because they've not done the underground work. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it. I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. Um, I mean, I bought two business courses. One's a very well-known business course. And then um, I did, I think I did like two modules of that and thought this isn't working. Went and bought another one a year later, very similar, but not, you know, not so well-known. It was, um, the, the coach was relatively new, but I kept hitting my head up against the same block. Yeah. Couldn't work out who my ideal client was. Didn't know what really I wanted to offer. So it didn't matter that one of them was telling me that I could get fully booked with my ideal clients. I didn't fucking know who they were anyway. <laughs> because I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. So you've got to do that inner work first. You yeah. absolutely have to come from that space of, um, you know, and if you're in business, you've got to learn how to love money. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you earn all that money and give the whole bloody lot away. But you've got to learn to love it. But I mean, just on the, on the flip side of that, I do have, uh, I, um, I have been working with a client who is very, very wealthy, but her limiting belief means that she can't keep it. So yeah. she pretty much pays for everybody to do everything. And then, you know, so she can keep earning these seven figures, but it's, it's never going to be enough because she keeps giving it away because of the, under, the underpinning feelings that she's got for herself. Yeah. So it's not always they can't earn it. Sometimes they just can't keep it or they're earning it and they just still don't feel enough. Yes. Um, and that's yeah. a lot more common than you think, yeah. Yeah. So how do you work with your clients? Do you work them on a one-to-one -one basis or on a group basis? Like, how does that work? Um, it's quite prescriptive. So I've got a couple of programs. Excuse me. I've got... Um, one that I designed earlier on this year that I called Yes to Success, and I might be rebranding that, but that was really about taking you through the foundations, those anchors, identifying those limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, this, the um, Sacred Money Archetypes group coaching, that goes live again at the end of this month. So that is just, you know, your typical, it's on a platform and I show up live every week and we, and we go through that kind of stuff together. Yeah. I do do one-to-one, -one, but that's only by application. So I, first, you know, what I, I, I'm a massive fan of group working. Yeah. 
I think there's a real power in, in women coming together. So I've got something called the Abundance Academy, which has just opened. Um, that's a monthly membership where people come in and every month, every week I go in and deliver some kind of mentoring or training. And again, just teach you the fundamentals about, you know, what the truth about money and reality and creation and how you create this, this money mindset. And up from that is my VIP mastermind. So those ladies have either worked with me before yeah. and that's, there's a lot more business strategy in there, but they get what they need. Yes. So the one-to-one tends to be, we'll get on a call. If you're actually adamant you don't want to work in a group, um, they can come in, they can work with me sort of like half-hour slots until they feel they're ready to move on. Yes. But normally the one-to-one will be, okay, we'll come in and have a few of these, let's see where you're at, and then let's sort of put you into one of the other groups so that you can really start making some progress. Yeah. yeah. So how do people, where's the best place for people that are listening to this if they want to look into what you're doing? Where's the best place for them to go to get the information about the different packages? Well, I live in my Facebook group <laughs> um, <laughs> because I love it. Um, so that is on, um, that's Women Embracing Wealth on Facebook. And my website is www.louisecartwright.com. So um, I've just been uh, upgrading that actually as I've been working with my coach. And I think that's the other thing that I want to say to people as well, whether they're in business or not, is trusting that process of evolution. Yeah. So, you know, you might start something now and, you know, three months, four months, five months down the line, it doesn't fit. So I used to do um, six month one-to-one packages, you know, an hour every fortnight. I just don't do that anymore. It just, it, it's not my best work. It's not what lights me up. Yeah. I'm a get in, get out, get sh- shit done. So um, <laughs> I actually, actually, give, I got given a new, I say I got given a new service by Universe this, this month. I had a theta healing session where one of my past lives, I was seen as a queen. Totally felt that. <laughs> and, um, and, and what, what came out of that as I was driving home was I was kept hearing this thing, you know, you can, you can do, you can make a massive difference in 90 minutes. So I created these 90 minute breakthrough sessions and yeah. they're on my website as well. Um, and that takes a little bit of the archetypes. It takes a little bit of shadow work and we put it all together into a bundle and we get in, we get that crap out and we reinstall some new beliefs. Yeah. Then it's up to you to go and take the forward momentum. But it's enough. I've had great feedback on that. And, and, and that, again, comes from being able to trust yourself and say, I'm going to give this a go and see yes. what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that, that, that it, this might not be how somebody else does work, but then I'm not somebody else. Yes. Otherwise, I've been born as that person and not this, as this person. So, um, yeah. yeah. So if well, you want to come into the group, that would be amazing. Cool. I'll put the links to everything into the show notes so that when people um, click onto it, they'll be able to find you dead easy. Oh, I'm aware that you're a very, very busy lady today. Um, <laughs> your schedule is jam-packed for the rest of the day and you need that time to lie down in between when you've got that I time do, to... I do, like we were, just, we were saying, weren't we? Like, um, I'm, I keep saying to myself, Louise, why are you working so hard? You're, you're in the flow. And uh, it, is, it is definitely on my, on my list for May to do, to do less and, and achieve more. Yeah. Because um, I do believe it's totally possible. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to listen to your own nonsense kind of just can go and clear it that's it you need to, you need to practice what you preach <laughs> and rein yourself Absolutely. in sometimes so i just yeah. want to thank you so much for your energy and your wisdom and everything so i hope the listeners have got to take a lot away from this and i will put the show notes in to it so thank you very much for being thank on the podcast is there anything final you want to say just before you 
Um, not just about the the archetypes. It's um, it's I haven't run this this course for a year, um, but it is going live. Um, I'm launching at the very end of May, so it will be um, this will be the the last one for a while that I'm actually going to be live in the group teaching it, rather than it being self study. Yeah. Um, so and I will be putting that. Obviously, it will go in my Facebook group first. Um, it's the it's not updated on my website yet. So if yeah. you are really looking to find out what your kind of unconscious motivations and fears and beliefs are around money. Archetypes is a really, really good place to start. Yeah. Cool. Right. So we'll get people to get that checked out. So they need to join your group first. Yeah. I mean, it will go up on the website. Yeah. Yeah. It it will go up on the website, but I always put everything first in my, in my Facebook group. group. Cool. Yeah. So we'll get them to join the group. Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you very, very much.